2: 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four viewers sports talk and a whole lot more. Show number 253 on this, uh, American Thanksgiving on November the 24th, 2022. Happy to have Randy, the longtime pronghorn coach, now part of the women's soccer team at Mount Royal in, in Calgary, joining us to talk, talk some soccer. We got Dave Van Roby's obviously with us uh, every, every Thursday. Soccer's their, uh, their big thing or football. Okay. First off, before we get going here. Do you guys call it soccer or football?
0: I call it soccer.
1: And kind of North Americanized, go with soccer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> go with soccer. Anyways, no, uh, we're for, talking about this for first time in uh, on the 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 two hundred and some show, a uh, uh, history of our show about the the World Cup. It's 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 grasped our nation in in huge numbers. Big numbers on TV yesterday. It's, it's good to see the women's uh, national team. It, it, it kind of, I think, uh, got this going uh, before the men's team did, but the men's thing is going with the World Cup going on. Uh, great game yesterday. A one nothing heartbreaking loss to Belgium. Uh, Randy, I'll start with you. What was your thoughts on the, on the I'm going to say game, but it's a match. Uh, what was your thoughts on the match to get going? And, uh, geez... As a non-soccer guy, that's a game Canada should have won.
1: Well, one of the big things about soccer is it can be very unfair. And, uh, you know, I was absolutely thrilled with how Canada came out. Uh, You know, they wanted to have the, the front foot going all the time, put pressure on. And they had no nerves which I was extremely impressed with being on the big stage like that for the first time. Uh, I loved how they played, but I think uh, their inexperience at that top level showed in that first half because they, they should have put the game away in the first half and you give a quality team like Belgium, they give them one chance and it's in the back of the net and then you're chasing the game.
2: Dave, that's one thing that I actually... Randy, actually, all, all of a sudden, I'm a, I'm a soccer guy because I, that's one thing I, I was saying as I was watching the game yesterday is that Canada was, was pressing and pressing and pressing. We'll talk about the penalty kick that Davies missed on late a little bit later on, but it felt as though for, with every chance that Canada had and they had a lot of shots on goal and they had a lot of uh, balls deep and things were going on and it felt like, okay, if, if they don't score here, it's going to go on the other end and it's going to be in, in the back of the net in which like Randy, you alluded on. And I felt that that's what was going to happen no matter what, if Canada didn't, didn't score early and often and they had chances to score early and often. Yeah.
0: I thought uh, like, as, as to Randy's point, like the fact that they couldn't bury one of those chances, it seemed like their play in the field was confident and they were aggressive and they weren't giving Belgium any kind of play, to to really take the game to them um their their challenges were were strong and and they were on every ball it seemed like their lack of nerves were was was, was completely in finishing it was around the box when it came time to uh to bury it that's when that's the only time i really saw nerves because uh during their concacaf play to, to qualify for the world cup it seemed to me like more than one of those chances they they found the back of the net, but they just couldn't bury it and that that Belgium goaler's goalie is holy fuck he might as well be a piece of plywood. Goodness that guy's good
1: well, he was the golden <laughs> glove winner in the euros, so you know I think they were they were naive um, but being on that stage for the first time, that's unfortunately what can happen um you know they. You know Buchanan had a chance on a second six ball that he puts over the net. He has another shot that went to another area code. Like they showed their their nerves at the wrong time. Unfortunately, I that's, thought that
2: that's the what I under- noticed. Randy was that they, they there was times where they they took shots and I, I'm a hockey guy, so I'm going to compare it too. But th- there was times where they were taking shots for like. Okay, why did you why, why did you kick there and then there was times where they were right in front and they they hesitated a little bit and didn't put the ball b- ball to net and they they kind of maybe because in in the, the net's big <laughs> let's not pretend and it, it, it seemed to me that they 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 were taking they were panicking a little bit and they, they were short like you said they were showing their inexperience a little bit and they were panicking at the wrong time yeah they they seemed to be the more athletic group at the beginning of the match. And then it just, they were panicking when it came, when push came to shove, and they, just, and they couldn't get it done.
1: I think they reverted, you know, hate to pick on Fonzie, but it seemed after the miss, he tried to make up for that miss by doing some very uncharacteristic things, Dribble, dribbling into a lot of trouble, holding on to the ball too long, whereas one of the the strengths of this team is how quick they move the ball, how they create overloads, how they create mismatches with their speed. And they kind of lost that as the game went on. I felt.
2: Well, I, now that you brought it up, let's let, let's get to that. That penalty kick in the uh, what, the 12th minute or 13. doesn't matter when it was, it was early in the match, obviously. And it seemed that he wasn't the guy to be taking that shot. Because he stood over that ball for a long time, and he and and the more he stood over it, the more more nervous I got watching it because I was thinking he Canada hasn't scored a goal in the last time the World Cup was thirty six years ago. Didn't score a goal back then, and then we, were me and Deanne, were kind of joking about it. I said they're not going to score a, a, a goal on this on this shot either because he it just seemed to take a lot. He was more nervous for that than just running down the field and everything else was going on. I knew in my heart of hearts, there was no way he was scoring on that shot. I I kind of knew. I I just had a feeling he was not scoring.
1: I was was surprised he took it, um, apparently after they mentioned that the players decide who's taking it at that time. Um, You know, my worry was he's been injured, hasn't trained a lot. Uh, That's putting someone in a very challenging situation. And I would rather have had someone who's been playing a lot more regularly, whether it's Jonathan David, whether it's Astachio, someone that's on the ball a lot, taking that uh, penalty shot. But, you know, the there's little subtle things that go on in the game that a lot of people don't notice. So Hazard was screwing around on the 18-yard box, encroaching, so that... David would have, or I mean, Fonzie would have to stand over the ball even longer. Like, I think they said it was 66 seconds he stood yeah. looking at the net. It was well, nerve
2: wracking for me. Like I said, I'm not. A, it was nerve wracking watching. I was like, would you just kick the fucking thing?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the the Belgians were smart. They were doing all kinds of things to make him stand there for a long period of time. And you know, there's. There's people that comment, you know, hold on to the ball, don't sit there and put the ball at the spot and stare at it. Um, you know, Courtois was doing his little screw around stuff. You know, the referee talked to him a couple times. So that's the number two team in the country, and they get there by knowing the fine arts of the game, and that's where we were a little naive, I felt.
2: Dave, Randy, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys a question. I, I want to. I and and. You're, you're both getting I don't want to say getting old but you're getting up there in age uh if you had let's say if you let's get back to when you were both 25 or so ish years old uh whatever date Davies is 22 I, I think he is correct Al- Alfonso 25 22 23 years old
1: 22 if, yeah.
2: if you guys in your 22 year old selves have that that shot in your back pocket and you're and you're lined up for it in a uh, first off, let, let's say a uh, a uh, CIS, which we don't even call that anymore, but a Canadian university. Out of ten times, how many times do you guys score at the at the
0: U of L? Mm. In my prime, eight yeah. out of, eight out of ten,
1: no doubt. But I think I think it's a different playing field because of the pressure. No,
2: that's okay. the The ask is when when you're playing in in a, a CIS with the Bill Pronghorns, how many times do you score on that shot?
1: I think probably I think eight is a fair number. Eight's I think. a fair number. Uh, okay,
2: so you two, let, let's okay. So let's change it. You two guys at 25 soccer players, how many times do you score yesterday with Alfonso Davy situation?
1: Huh. But I probably would have shit myself One hundred percent.
0: The enormity of the moment. Like it was when it was all said and done, like um it was it was it was a poorly struck ball. He has, the, was, I don't
2: think was, he got got all of it that that that's my biggest take on that.
0: exactly. It wasn't like he, he would he would want to retake that. He wasn't happy with that shot for sure. Um but Early in the game, you still have your your game jitters and and the enormity of the moment and holy shit and then and then like the, the the little delays that were keeping you from just taking that breath, stepping back and stroking it like it's it's I couldn't imagine what that feels like as a young man on such a a, a big big stage that you dream about it all the time. But now it's here. And it's not the bottom of the ninth. You know, it's it's the it's the bottom of the first. It's 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 you can't equate that to baseball kind of thing.
2: Yeah, Randy, if if that penalty happens late in the game compared to early in the game, does Davies score that every time?
1: I think like Dave mentioned, he would have been a lot more into the flow of the game. You know, I think the the way they played, they showed the nerves weren't there to start out. But still, you, you know, you really haven't got a big sweat going on. Like, I think there's still a lot of things going through your head. Um, I think if it's later in the game, absolutely, I think he scores. But again, the, going back to it, the fine arts that the Belgians did to make him have to stand there was huge. And, I, I, you know, even when the referee blew the whistle, they always say, wait four or five seconds before you shoot. But he had been standing there for 64, 65 seconds. So yeah. he would he rushed himself even after the referee blew the whistle.
2: No, I I was like we were watching yesterday afternoon at the at the host there, and I was just me and Deanne were talking, and I said I score that nine out of ten times, and and, I, <laughs> and, and, no, and, and that's the emotion of the moment, right? You're like, how do yep. you not score? Like, geez, the nets this big, and it, and then you get thinking a day later, like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have scored either. You know, like because I'm, you know, I'm closer to fifty than I'm twenty, and so it's it's it, it's it's tough, and the the, the pressure on that kid and, and what's going on the first time they've been in the World Cup since in in thirty six years. Um, no matter what happens, Randy, is this a huge stepping stone? No matter what for Canadian soccer.
1: Oh, absolutely! I think uh, the whole lead up to this World Cup was about getting this group experience for when we're co hosts. Uh, because our key players are all extremely young. So this was a huge lead up for it. And the fact that they got to the World Cup and how they got to the World Cup, I think was absolutely beyond everyone's dreams. So, and then to show how they can play in that first game, you know, even despite the loss, they were the talk of the World Cup yesterday. So moving forward, I... If you can add a few more pieces, get some more depth, but long term, what this is going to do for soccer in this country, it's going to explode because we've waited 36 years for this moment. So now all these kids are watching and they're dreaming that they're going to be playing in four years or eight years. And that's incredible and there there is a chance
2: for the kids who 16 16 17 years old right now could maybe play be playing on one of those teams and have something to shoot for compared to what it was when when Dave when, when you were when you're you're tolling the sidelines for the U of L Pronghorns and everything else it's 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 a chance for kids to have a chance on the women's side and and the men's side how soccer's grown a, a, a ton in this country my, my niece plays at, at a rather high level on Vancouver Island and the the way she still um, follows Alphonso Davies and everything else with the, with the the, the, the was soccer in his country. I think it's it's fantastic the way it's it's become a thing. And it's it's a game now that um, yes, there there is are some elite elite um, groups and everything else to play. But it's still at the end of the day, if you have a pair of shoes and a ball, a bunch of kids can go out and play it.
1: Well, and you know, I'll use two examples. You know, Joel Waterman four years ago was playing at Trinity Western University in U sports. And now he's playing on the national team and he's at the world cup. Uh, Kone was playing uh, league one in Quebec three years ago. And he's one of the hottest properties on the transfer market right now. Like they were, he was almost sold before the season started for like, was four or five million pounds in England. Odds are he's going to be sold for a lot more than that at Christmas time. So, and he's 20, I think. So, um, he's the kid somebody, who went
2: in late in the game yesterday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He went in for a Tebum. So, See, Dave, I watched. Yeah. I watched.
0: I never suggested you didn't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, you've got uh, Tayshawn Buchanan, who's 19, 20. Like the, the talent in our attacking positions is off the charts and it's young. So I, I can't wait to see where this group is in four years.
0: What oh. I noticed well sorry. sorry. What I David. noticed a lot in yesterday's game is the speed of Canada's team. Oh. Like they have wheels. Like I like I almost thought they should have had more chances the way they that, that Belgian they just flew by the Belgian defenders. And if yep. they can now you know kind of to equate it to hockey kind of a Connor mcdavid they're moving so fast and now if they can show the control which they do at times it, it's just absolutely lethal the things they can do and how slick they can be with the ball like i i the fact that belgium is number three in the world and you know they, they, they won fair and square but it, a couple bounces the other way that could have been easily 3-1 canada Going yep. forward um against Croatia and Morocco, I, I think Canada has a puncher's chance to make yep. it to the knockout stage, which would be like a Mike Weir moment for Canadian soccer.
2: Actually, the D I I don't think it was fair and square because I think in the first half there was a couple of plays in the first half that there should have resulted in penalty kicks, in, in my opinion. I I thought there was two definite plays in the that should have resulted in penalty kicks, whether they score or not, who knows? But I thought just watching as a layman, like that's not how soccer is
1: supposed to be played. Randy, any thoughts on that? Well, I know the one where they called it uh, because off, they thought it was offside, but it was actually uh, Hazard who passed the ball back. So could VAR have looked at that? Now, this was literally two minutes after the miss. I think there might have been a revolt on the, the Belgian sidelines if they had gone to... Because
2: soccer people, you get var
1: are crazy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> awarded another PK. Um, the lorea one later, uh, that that was a tough one. I think if he, you know, he's got his foot stepped on. You know, he, he gets that call at the club level, but at this level, that's that's a tough one. And you got to remember, the referee's already thought I've already called one PK. It's got to be pretty blatant. For me to call another
2: one. See, I think that's it. a penalty should. And also, I think a penalty should be a penalty no matter what. And and, and you can't let emotion get in the way of a of a call because because that could change. If if you if you get that that situation where you can just get a penalty early on, and then it's just it's just uh, it it's just mayhem from from the rest of the game on. Then what's the point of having a referee? And I thought I thought they should have had one or two more penalty shots penalty kicks after that. Personally, I'm just, whatever. You also
1: have to understand that where the referee is from has huge impacts. So you'll have some referees where uh, more Western cultures where they won't call things that are light, whereas you'll have South American or some of the Eastern Bloc where, for lack of a better word, diving is rewarded uh, because that's how they interpret the game. So, uh, it's oh, not just a, a black and white standard that is followed around the world.
0: I, I, the, the Davies penalty shot, it was for the handball and yeah. they did a video review on that. Is it, I, am unsure on this. Does that come from the bench or who calls for a video review on that, Randy?
1: So it'll be, the, so they've got, I think, four officials in the VAR booth. Okay. So if they catch something... They'll talk to the referee on the mic. They buzz down and say, and then he'll stop play so that it it can be thoroughly looked at. Okay, but that one was
2: a no-brainer to me. Like that one was an obvious one. As any official does anything, that that one was a no-brainer.
0: But depending where the ref is on the field, like it's easy to miss through a through a sea (laughs) of bodies, right? And that's why they went up to the booth right away on it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah.
2: Uh, no. As we go forward, we had a little situation. J- uh, John Herdman, uh, he had a F F Croatia situation and then they got he got roasted a little bit on social media and the media in general about saying F Croatia because... You know, you can't say, uh, you can't be emotional about anything. It's like to me, to me, when he said F Croatia, it was like saying F the Leafs or F the Flames or F the the Oilers or whatever. Um, Randy, does emotion get in the way of this game to make it more North Americanized sometimes?
1: Well, I think I got to be kind of careful because I'm a Croatian club member. So. <laughs> but, uh, John is one of the best motivators I've ever seen in my life. I've had a chance to talk with him one-on-one, and I've wanted to run through a wall after talking with him. Mm -hmm. So after the game, they're in the circle, and he was commenting about how well they played, and it was basically like, fuck Croatia, we can do this. Yes. Now, what you say in that circle is one thing, um saying it out in public after you know you're you're winding up a team that probably doesn't need to be wound up because they made it to the world cup final last time so um but then again we always complain that coaches are vanilla and say the same thing over and over so john says something true to his heart and he gets roasted for it so well you know, and
2: it becomes such a nationalistic thing where if he would have said "f the" or "fuck the" whatever "fuck the Leafs," then people are like I don't know "fuck the Leafs," yeah. you know, right? And and it, I, I and I think by him like for for can, uh, Canadians who are, um not, actually, I I don't want to say this in, in, inappropriately, but Canadians in general, hawk or soccer's probably are our second third fourth sport and i think what he did yesterday for canadians was great because he's like yeah this is a hockey guy this kind of a a thing i think it was fantastic and the team was so good yesterday And i think there's gonna be a very good crowd watching the game on sunday because because he said that i I think it was great i think the game that they played yesterday i thought it was fantastic Uh, uh they yes they still didn't score a goal and that's kind of a drives me fucking crazy. I don't score a goal in a game. But uh Dave, what do you expect Canada to do uh going into uh their game against Croatia on Saturday or Sunday, sorry, and uh do you expect to win? Like do you expect to win? I know you want to win, but do you expect to win?
0: I i think they have a a better than average chance of of, of getting this win. Um you know Belgian number three team in the world and 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 taking him Doing what they did on that game, showing themselves so well, even in the loss, I think they're going to build on a lot of uh, um, build a lot of confidence, knowing knowing having the full faith that they belong. Like Costa Rica got that's huge got pumped seven nothing by Spain, and they're like, "Do we even belong here?" Canada knows they belong there. They a couple bad bounces, and we won that game. We belong here, and let's make some noise, and let's get to the knockout stage. I think, I think they're they're ready. I think they're hungry. I I have full confidence in the coach, um, and and as Randy said, he's a motivator, but he he's also a tactician. He figures shit out, and his adjustments that he makes mid game. All guys in and out there. Sports. There was a
2: lot of change, a lot more changes. I thought they're like, okay, that's that's different for for. For football, for, for soccer, it, it was so, it was it was a lot different. That there was guys coming in and out of the game, like th- that, that 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 he was doing the second half of the game.
0: Yeah. So, despite this loss to Belgium, I'll be I I fully expect him to make it to the knockouts.
2: Randy, where do you where do you see Canada finishing?
1: Well, they have to get some sort of result. They gotta <laughs> score a fucking goal. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's been thirty seven years. Know, they, I feel. The, the area, the biggest area that I feel let Canada down was their set plays. Um, that's traditionally been a strength of this team and I think they let some real good opportunities go on Wednesday. So if they can tidy that up and you know, I, I, can, I think they scored five or seven goals in qualifying off a set plays. So uh, it presents a great opportunity for them. They've got Estacchio is great at getting the ball in normally. They've got some height going in there. Uh, it's going to be interesting how they they line up. Uh, you know, Atiba's coming off an injury. Is he going to be in the lineup? Uh, Kyle Laren, is he going to be in the lineup to start? Like, it'll be interesting what John comes up with to, to kind of change things. So they, they can't just go the same way. They did against Belgium because Belgium's weaknesses played to our strengths. Uh, Croatia will be a little bit different uh, test for us.
2: It's it's going to be fun to watch, and it's it's and the the thing that I like about uh, soccer is that there is a set time limit, and, and there's no commercial breaks, and it's done. It's quick. The games will like I I like yesterday. I loved it. I, I was enthralled. <laughs> like I did. Like I
0: two, <laughs> two hours in, you're done.
2: I tuned in at noon, and it was <laughs> on. In that there was some some extra time, and like I'm not the, a big soccer guy by any means, but I loved every second of that match. When the ball was in Belgium's zone, I was relaxed. I was like, oh, they're gonna score, or you get excited. But my butthole, myself, was clenching up when the ball went down to Canada. So I was like, oh Jesus, oh gee. because because goals. Can happen so easily because the net's so fucking big, and you're like, oh geez, oh geez, you're always a half second away from disaster when the when the ball's in in your your own team's zone. And it was for Canada and everything else. I I, like, I loved every second of that match yesterday. Like there was nothing like other than the, than the outcome, there was nothing that I disliked about that game. It, it I thought it was great.
1: And you know, Spain had eight shots on net and they scored seven goals. And that's that. That's how it should be. That's that <laughs> championship finish. Like game. when
2: I played played net. When I played net. When I played hockey, it was seven shots, six goals.
1: It's simple. <laughs> but but it, it's funny. The net is big till you're on the field and you've got to shoot the ball. And all of a sudden, that net can look like a hockey net sometimes. So, and especially in this kind of environment. So, sometimes they get a little too fancy. And you know, I, th- I think. S- some of our finishing was rushed and really wasn't as effective as it should be.
2: They should have scored. Obviously they had a lot of shots on that and that many shots and that many chances in deep and everything else. And a lot, of corner kicks. See, I, I actually watched Dave. I, I paid attention yesterday. It, no, I thought it was great. They missed a lot of opportunities. Um, let's not, let's not sugarcoat this. Canada's not going to win this world cup. They, they just aren't. Uh, let, let's not pretend that they're the next coming Brazil Pele years. Um they will start with you. Who do you see winning this World Cup and uh how come?
0: Um you know, I I don't I going into this, I would have said France and I'm still gonna say France. They have those young kids, like I won't say young kids, it's Canada's team, but now like you know, six eight years older than Canada team. They're pros. They've been there. They know what to do. I, I think France, myself, is going to be – if they can keep their shit together, and that seems to be a problem with uh, the, the red, white, and blue is – or the, the Rue Blanque. Yeah,
2: you got to watch how you word that. Whatever. We have a Anyways. lot of listeners in the United States, so <laughs> yeah, you got to watch how you word that.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> if, if they can keep their shit together, I think France is in a position to make noise. Um, Holland, I always uh, that's that's my team I cheer for. Um, this the first World Cup ever. I'm cheering for a team besides Holland as my number one, but they're in different groups. So Holland, uh, sorry, France, Holland, and then just anybody but England.
2: Randy, Who do you got winning this? So you're you're the uh, you're the new 1420 sports bar podcast soccer uh, aficionado. Who do you got winning this World Cup,
1: and how come? Uh, I think there's still a lot of twists and turns to happen. Um, you know, you look at the some of the upsets that have happened already, and uh, there's always yeah. a dark there's always a dark horse team that makes it to the semifinals, and you know, like I'll use Germany. They're a team that traditionally gets stronger and stronger as the tournament goes on. But they could be out of the tournament come Sunday. So that's going to open the door for somebody else. So I think yeah, you have to look at Spain and how they finished. If they can play with that composure moving forward, that's huge. Um, I loved how England played. Now, both of them didn't play the strongest of competitions, so it's going to be interesting how they handle it when it gets to lose, you go home. Um, You know, you look at Brazil, Neymar got hurt today, so he's out for a stretch. How is that going to impact them? Uh, It's going to be interesting. And, you know, I know Dave said France, but they've already lost Benzema, who's uh, the footballer of the year. Like they're, because we're hosting this in the winter, the likelihood of some severe injuries happening are huge. And I think seeing which teams are going to be able to navigate that, England's got a ton of young talent. They play creative. They're fearless. Is this going to be finally be their year? Because it's been... 56 years for them, so are they going to finally get over the hump? Uh, it'll be interesting, but I hate to say it, but I'd kind of lean towards Spain if I based it on one game.
2: Is there any way
1: possible
2: that we have to go through the most painful chant ever, which is "USA"? USA. (laughs) We have a lot of American listeners and I love you all for listening to 1420 sports bar podcast, but that is by far the worst chant in all of sport. Is Uh, there any way possible? Dave, you can go ahead and have something to say.
0: Well, I was just gonna say I I can't remember like in that chance and since, since Hacksaw Duggan was carrying that two by four oh. against the Iron Sheik is that like are we talking WWE in 1992 right now oh, or even before you- that my friend uh, <laughs> Randy
2: is there any way possible our, our, our friends to the to the South can possibly pull this off and because they have tomorrow they have England tomorrow I, I believe it is is there any way possible the Americans can can uh, can believe their own hype and win this thing. I've got a lot of
1: friends in the states, and I haven't heard too many of them saying that this is their year. So, good. Um, I I think it, I never want to say no one has a chance because who thought Greece was going to win Euros, whatever it was, twenty years ago? So, well, my
2: my girlfriend, dear girlfriend, you, fiance, you get on a roll. And, uh,
1: strange Greece. things can happen, but I I think it's going to be tough, very tough for them. I think. Even tomorrow is going to be a very difficult game. I hope they lose nine nothing.
0: Especially after they tied Wales, was it that they yeah. had a? Yeah, they didn't get the result they needed their first game. So they, if they lose tomorrow, they're not out, but they're up against it big. The fat
2: lady ain't singing, but she's humming.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's warming up. No, I uh, it's it,
2: it's uh, it, I it's 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 absolutely mesmerizing to me. Like I said, I'm not a soccer guy, but like how it it it's, it you watch the games and and it's and it's in and out in two hours and it the, the the way the countries get behind it and the and all of it. I think it's fantastic drama on TV. I, I it's 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 the best drama on TV. And well, until Saturday, I got a different thing to talk about that. But it it's so great, like. It's, soccer football whatever you want to call it it is at, at this level it is absolutely phenomenal to watch it's it's yeah. there, there's nothing there's nothing quite like it i, I you can't I, and i it's 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 hard to describe as to why because i like i said i'm not a soccer guy but it's it's hard it's 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 so fantastic to watch
0: it truly is the world's game like everybody everybody everywhere has kicked a ball around like in elementary, junior high, whatever, everybody has played soccer. And I think it's, it's more people play it than, than any other sport in the planet. And that's why when it all comes together every four years, it's, it's a spectacle and it's fun to take part.
2: Randy, speaking of spectacles, uh, let's (laughs) let's get, let's get into like, we'll, we'll get you out of here. I know you're, you're a busy, busy man. Um,
1: What was Dave like to coach back in the day. Always entertaining. Yourself. Always entertaining. You have to understand he was a fitness machine. So he. he the more hang out of his mouth. He, he prided himself on his physique. <laughs> and uh, he was definitely very entertaining in the dressing room and on road trips. That is for sure. I was he, a glue guy. Yep. Yeah.
2: was there ever a a moment where you thought who's this fucking
1: guy oh the time he wore his cleats in a parking garage and slipped and fell and split his knee open and couldn't play
0: it hurt so bad and that wasn't really my fault i wasn't the only one wearing my boots it was it was soaking wet we just got our ass handed to us in victoria or vancouver and we were walking down a step, and then my my boots were just so slippery that that my studs, and I, it wasn't I, it was no chicanery. It was just it was it was a wound, and it hurt. Oh man, I was wounded.
1: I think it was just planned so that he could party a night early. So
0: <laughs> I didn't party. I was in too much pain.
2: I don't believe <laughs> that for a second. day. there's no way you didn't go out in downtown Vancouver or wherever you were.
0: I did, man. I had eleven stitches in my knee. It hurt. It, it, like I was, it, I was immobilized. It was day weekend ruined. <laughs> I made up for it another weekend, but that weekend was ruined. Don't worry <laughs> about me.
2: Randy, let us know what you got going on in the soccer world throughout uh, Canada, Alberta, Calgary. What's going on in your world? Let the world know what's uh, what's happening. And uh, thank you very much. If we don't get this on, and I'd, I'd like to have you on, and uh, maybe next week or the week after, when we'll talk some more World Cup. But uh, tell me what's yeah. going on in the soccer world in, in in Alberta
1: and Calgary, and what you got going on. Uh, kind of made a switch over and helped Mount Royal's women's team this year. Loved the experience. Saw how a different athletic department works, and that was eye-opening. Uh, helping the Whitecaps with their academy programming in Lethbridge here. Uh, working with kids 8 to 17, so love that end of it. Uh, there's always stuff on the go. I'm a coach developer, learning facilitator, so kind of have a lot of different uh, hands in the fire kind of thing with in regards to soccer.
2: No, it's a uh, it's a great game. My, my my niece is heavily involved in it on Vancouver Island. She's part of the Whitecaps organization. They're they're in San Diego this weekend doing God, they're soccering somewhere. I don't know what's going on, but no, there's it, a lot going on, and it's it, it's it's a great game. It's a it's a game that anybody can not anybody can play, but it's anybody can be involved in it. It's it, it's so great, and the way the the women's program has evolved over the last uh, the last uh, 24 months. Now the men's program, with what's going on the World Cup, it, it, I think it's fantastic for for our country and for for people in general. I I think it's fantastic. It's a uh, it's an economical game that uh, anybody can ha- has a chance to play. And I, uh, Randy, thank you very much for what you've done and what you and, and for coming on the show tonight. Uh, Dave, any th- finishing thoughts?
0: No, like just to repeat. Thanks for making time for us uh, tonight, Randy. Good to. Uh... Have you uh, join us on the podcast and and see how your your time is going forward? And then, if not next week, then before the knockout round, and we can talk who Canada's first opponent is in uh, in the knockout round you. when it, when the games really start mattering. Gotta score a goal, though man! Gotta score a goal. Just one.
2: Thirty six yeah. years.
0: <laughs> you know, you know, Boston had to wait a hundred years. Sort of the Cubbies, you know. Thirty-six is gonna seem like ten minutes.
2: I'm yeah. telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Yesterday I scored that goal that, that on that penalty kick. I'm telling you right uh, now.
0: No, you would have you would have put it over the bar for sure. You would. Have, the, I can't you, kick
1: it that high. I would have kick the other way.
0: But you would have I kicked said it the, the other toe.
1: way. You would have, uh, I see a Charlie Brown moment happening <laughs> if you're taking that PK. <laughs>
0: That might be true. One last thing before we go, Uh, Randy, there's a a thing Brent and I do all the time. It's called here we go. It's called Would You Rather. Randy's a Colts fan. Would you rather, would you rather see Indy go to a Super Bowl or Canada make it to a knockout stage in the World Cup?
1: This year? Yes. Oh, Canada make it to the knockout stage. My Colts suck. They're not going (laughs) anywhere.
2: They are terrible. You have Saturday's coach of the
1: year now, man. But they did beat a certain orange team uh, quite (laughs) handedly. Quite handedly by three points in (laughs) overtime. They don't ask how, they ask how many, man. It don't matter. I agree with you. I
0: agree with you. And, and and I put a fork in my like that turkey's done. I can't believe this. The I can't believe we haven't fired our coach yet. So we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, at least Andy did something better than Denver. They fired their coach, and yeah.
2: they have the the coach of the year in Jeff Saturday now. He's two and oh, 2 and oh, baby?
0: No, he's one and one they lost a barn burner last week. Oh, he's one and one It should be two and yeah.
2: zero. They got kind of screwed, but anyways, no, uh, Randy, thank you very much. We'll, we'll do this again before the world cup's <laughs> over. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day and everything else. And uh, we'll do it again very soon.
1: You bet. Thanks guys.
2: Fourteen Twenty sports bar podcast for beer sports, talking a whole lot more.
0: Thank you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product. Some said we go belly up,
1: so we made it our name and we're still here.